And uh, we've got an exciting show coming up. Um, Chris Bissaro will join me just shortly once we get him on the line, the athletic director at Middle Tennessee. And then Jim Simpson will be our guest in the last half of the show. He's going to talk mainly about Dean Hayes. Uh, all things MTSU for sure. Of course, the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters is in between. So it's a blue, Blue Raider day for sure. Beautiful day outside. I'm glad that you're with us. And uh, we'll, we'll try to catch you up on some things as qu- quickly as we get Chris on the line. And there we go. Yeah, we got him. Good afternoon, Chris. Hello? Good afternoon. Hey, Tim. How are things with you today? Uh, just great. How about with you? Yeah, Chris Massaro, Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee. You, uh, l- let me go ahead and let you kind of pop your chest out a little bit about what's going on with spring sports these days. Uh, things are rolling pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, baseball has uh, had a big series weekend, that, uh, uh, so we're fighting, fighting like heck to to finish, uh, like maybe even in second place in the regular season. Southern Miss has got a uh, a lead on us, but uh, we've got a lot of games to play, so we can finish in the top four in baseball, which is a place we haven't been in a while. So I'm really excited about that. And then really the big news, Tim, this weekend was our men's tennis program. Uh, we won Conference USA again, and that's three straight wins for uh, three straight championships for that program, which is hard to do in any league and any sport. And then uh, the golf team is uh, headed uh, toward their championship, and uh, they've had a great run. They've, yeah, they've won three in a row as well, and so we've just completed our second round, and uh, we've got some work to do. I think we're like in eighth place, so we've got to get it uh, into the into the match play. The top, they take the top four in the match play, so I think we need to make up about seven strokes tomorrow, uh, and then we get into match play. We've been a very good match play team over the years, so so we'll see what happens. So. Uh, so, yeah, they're still alive and plucking away. Chris, you're on record of, of wanting to make sure we have a well-rounded program at Middle Tennessee. There are schools that we compete against in Conference USA and maybe other uh, what are called mid-major conferences that do not put that kind of emphasis on it. But uh, uh, I think the, the, the proof is in the, the records. I, I know Middle Tennessee is either first or second in the most Conference USA championships over the last five or six years overall. Yeah, and I think that's that's – well, that's really important to us that if we're gonna if we're gonna sponsor something, let's try to win it. That there's scoreboards uh, in the, in these stadiums for reasons. We we keep score. Uh, the, 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 we just don't want participation trophies, kind of thing. So let's let's do it. And we get supported by Dr. McPhee and the administration has the same belief that uh, let's let's be good in everything that we do. And so. Uh, you see it in our facilities. I mean, we've added a lot to golf and softball and and, and tennis in the past four or five years, and and uh, we're seeing those results. And uh, obviously, in '09, we opened up a new baseball stadium, and uh, that's been good for us. And and the the track and soccer stadium complex named after Coach Hayes, so so it's doing well. Uh, you know, facility-wise, we've invested in those. One other program I'd like to mention, too, is I kind of came to it is, is track. Uh, they're, they're having a really remarkable spring. We've got about a month to go before their championships, but they're setting all kinds of individual records and really having an outstanding season this far. So hopefully that can translate into a, another championship or two in our track program. Good. Track and field and, and cross country have been a crown jewel of Middle Tennessee sports for a long time. Dean Hayes uh, will be honored in in June. Uh, I'll have Jim Simpson on the, the latter half of this show and talk more about that. And uh, uh, the the reality of it, though, Chris, is is, is football and basketball programs uh, t- typically are, are what folks want to pay most attention to. And sometimes it's unfortunate that a, a tennis team like we've had ranked number I think 18th in the country. Doesn't get quite the notoriety, but 
it, I think it needs to be looked at and said because I looked at looked this up. There's only one football team in the last six years, taking out the COVID year, that's had more wins, conference wins, than Middle Tennessee has. The lack of a conference championship, though, is, is certainly something that is needed to kind of maybe boost some things. Basketball had a tremendous season, both boys and girls. Yeah, and we we won an Eastern Division title in football about three four yes. years ago, but but yeah, and we lost two points in a the championship game. I mean, those are hard to win, but but that's why we're building the Build Blue facilities and those kind of things to help push, particularly football, over that hump. That um, we we've been very good uh, over the years. We haven't been great. And I think the, the facilities will, will help us take that step to greatness. And that's, that's what we're really banking on. That, that, uh, that's an element that really has been missing from our program. And, and we think we can do a lot better there uh, facility-wise. And uh, we were very pleased about our basketball programs this year. Both of them did, did great. The WNIT captured a lot of fan interest and in going all the way to the semifinals of it and uh two or three of the most the two of the most exciting games that we've really seen that we came out on the victory side was the toledo game and then the vanderbilt game i mean those were just classic basketball games and then the the seton hall one was a good game i mean it, the result we didn't like it but I mean, the entertainment factor was there. I mean, it was an electric atmosphere and a great game that went back and forth. We just didn't make enough plays at the end to, to advance. But, man, uh, we had a lot of fun this basketball season with our men's and women's program. Continuity in coaching, Chris, has, has been a kind of a byword for Middle Tennessee. Uh, so, some of that has to do with uh, the fact that folks like Rick Hensel, graduate here, uh, I, I've got to think he's – had opportunities or could have reached out and had opportunities to do other things. And I know that uh, many people looked at the, uh, the the first few years of Kermit Davis' regime and recognized that it wasn't near as good as it was the last five or six years, which was awfully good, and, and questioned you, frankly, when uh, Nick McDevitt was signed to an extension of the contract after two or three really tough years. But uh, you, I think you and I both know that uh, those years were, were not really something you could judge someone by, and, and I think he proved that this past year. He didn't forget how to coach from Asheville to here, uh, so so we we had confidence in that. That you know, it's when when you get put into an emergency recruiting position, uh, it, it you're really rolling dice, and so you're taking guys that you might not normally want in your program, and and those kind of things is stopgap, and that's what. We were really kind of forced to do for a couple of years in, in men's basketball. And then it took him a while to kind of be able to mold the team to, to his philosophy and, and liking. And I think we saw that result this year. And, and we've seen kind of the, the, the energy that these guys have played with and the exciting brand of basketball. I mean, it's up and down and, and high-flying kind of entertaining Type basketball and and so it's it was really fun to watch and and I think that he was able to put his own stamp on basketball. Uh, you know, he and Kermit are both highly successful coaches, and it's been interesting for me to see how they go about things so differently, and even just the philosophy of of, uh, of basketball. I mean, Kermit was more of a like a lot of set pieces and. And, uh, you know, every possession matters and those kind of things. And, and Nick likes a little bit quicker pace and get the ball up offensively a little bit quicker and uh, those kind of things. So it, there's a lot of ways to skin that cat. And, and I'm really glad to see that we got the results from, from Nick. And, and, and it, his personality now is fully on this program and, and – and I'm excited about that, and I think our fans see it as well. Chris, I've got a philosophy in my mind, a thought, and none of us know because we haven't been through portal uh, days for, for a long period of time, but I've got to think continuity with coaching staffs will be even more important now that the student-athletes are able to transfer one time uh, to a school without having to sit out the year, and 
you you basically have to re-recruit your own kids. And when you come in with something new, that can be awfully difficult to overcome. It could be really hard. Like uh, the the basketball is an easy example. Like uh, when LSU made their coaching change, they ended up with everybody in the portal. Uh, Even the walk-ons got in the portal, which was kind of surprising to me. Uh, You know, so basically the – the, the guy has to start all over, and that's one of the things that, as we enter this portal world, that I, I think that you really have to evaluate making changes that are, are going to be a little bit harder to do, and, and some of it's going to depend on whether you feel like the coach has a good relationship with his team, and that's really important to us in our hiring process, and that can change from year to year as you're your teams change, but you look at our, our successful coaches and what we really look for when we hire somebody is the ability to develop those relationships. And there's all kinds of ways to do that. Everybody's got a coach to their own personality. Like Rick Ensel's got to be Rick Ensel. And that's different from Nick McDevitt. But the bottom line is, is that they, they care about their kids. They, they want them to do well. They make sure they go to class. They, they worry about their whole being. And, and the student athletes know that. And, and they know that the coaches have their best interests at heart and will fight for their best interests. And I, I think that goes a long ways. And we see it with football. We see it in tennis. We see it with our really successful coaches. And so that's, that's something that we're really emphasizing more and more in our coaches' meetings that – that, that kind of mentality is, I don't really like the phrase that you're recruiting your kids every year, but you're taking care of your kids. Sure. You're making sure that they, that they know they care about, that you care about them, and you can still do that and, and push them hard. Um, I think people get that a little bit confused, uh, but, but I, I still think you can do that, and that's what we're trying to do here, and, and I'm excited uh, in, a, in the new world of college athletics, I think we're going to be positioned quite well with a tremendous location that we have, with the facilities that we're building, uh, the success we've had in the past. I, I think we're going to be such an attractive place to come to that that uh, our, six, our best days are still in front of us. Chris Massaro, Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee, our guest. Uh, you mentioned uh, Build Blue, and uh, I know a new tennis complex is not part of that, but that outdoor complex is, is going to it is. be it's part a, of it. Okay, be, yeah. be part of the deal. But uh, uh, some very uh, pie-in-the-sky kind of things, but it, it appears to me that it's going to happen. Oh, it is happening. Uh, the, tennis, the tennis, you'll start seeing uh, activity there uh, this summer, I think in July. Uh, when football season's over, you'll see kind of the, the, the start of our new uh, student-athlete performance building. Uh, first thing we'll have to do is to, to level our existing weight room and those kind of things. So all that's scheduled to take place really in early December. Uh, so, so we couldn't be more excited about it. We're deep into the design phase now where we're looking at carpet colors and tiles to the bathrooms and and those kind of things for the building so that thing's on go uh it's fully funded uh we've raised enough money for it uh so now what we're really raising money for is the the murphy center improvements and uh those kind of things and and ideally we would like to have those go to congruently uh with each other so so when we are able to move football out of the Murphy Center, then boom, we can start right away with the Murphy Center improvements uh, to help our basketball programs. Make sure I've got this right, Chris. Uh, the football program outside of the uh, pract- indoor practice facility is funded, and, and uh, how close are we to getting the Middle Tennessee uh, Murphy Center project funded? I'd say we're about halfway there. Uh, we've got some big meetings coming up uh, in the next couple three weeks that hopefully we can push that a little bit further uh we've we're starting to get some uh answers back to people that we asked a couple weeks ago and and all of it's been positive so uh it's it's going well uh that 
our new staff in the BRAA has brought a, a lot of energy. Uh, Lee DeLeon's uh, new deputy AD and kind of overseeing a lot of that and, and helping us with a lot of strategies and those kind of things. So uh, it's going well, and our fans are excited. And I, I think that there's still a little bit of doubt because nobody's seen anything sure. kind of come out of the ground. And so when we start seeing that stuff, I think that that will we'll get a like another little boost, of, another little uh, tailwind on that uh, when they, when they start seeing it visually instead of just blueprints and those kind of things. Athletics have always uh, dealt with old mo momentum, and once that takes place, and I think Chris, you're exactly right. Once you really start seeing the the, the thing is going to happen. Uh, some other people jump on board. One last thing before we get, let you go. Uh, Conference USA is is under a, a reclamation project, so to speak. Uh, for those that might need to be talked off the ledge a little bit, uh, reassure that Conference USA is, is sound and is going to be a good place for us to be. Yeah, and we're excited about it. Uh, I think that if you take men's basketball, I, I would argue that the, the, the league that that's going to be reformatted as a better league than the one that that we're in right now in terms of RPI and, and those kind of things that New Mexico State brings in a, a, a very successful basketball program. Uh, Liberty brings in uh, great across-the-board competition for us. Uh, the La Tech's been great in basketball the last 10 years. We all know about Western Kentucky, so so I think that the basketball piece is really easy. Uh, the football piece, there's there are elements in this new configuration that I really like. That uh, I think the power, I hope the power will be with us in Western Kentucky and Law Tech and Liberty. Uh, those four schools have had a lot of success the last decade. So uh, if we keep continuing on that path. And then you look at Florida International, which, in my view, probably underachieved a little bit. And they've hired uh, Mike McIntyre as their, their football coach. And uh, we've seen kind of the job that Mike's done kind of at San Jose State and at Colorado. He's an excellent football coach. A lot of people remember his dad from around here, George sure. McIntyre. Uh, he, he's a really good football coach. So FIU will get better quickly. UTEP was six and six last year, and appears that they've been on a nice, steady climb. So, so I think this this league can be really good, and I like the fact that we're leaner is better. That that right now we're at nine schools, so we split the money nine ways instead of fourteen ways, and I think that'll be a lot better for us financially. So we're looking forward to collecting all the exit fees from our former partners. <laughs> uh, we're we're looking forward to uh, collecting some entrance fees from uh, the people coming into the league and and uh, want to put some of that money to facilities and some initiatives that will last here a long time and, and really push this program forward. That We're getting a financial boost uh, at the very right time, and, and I couldn't be more excited about that and with the things that we have kind of on the launching pad. I know you hear a lot about the good old days of the OVC when we could drive to games. Uh, you've got, we've got another school that will come into the Conference USA that, that is closer than uh, really most anything we've got other than Western Kentucky, I would guess, about the same distance maybe than Birmingham. Yeah, the Jacksonville State, uh, you know, looking at them, they remind me of Troy. Uh, and we had some really good rivalry games with Troy, and you know, and it's a, they're a little bit closer to us than Troy, but kind of that, that small town in Alabama that has really good football pedigree uh, with them. And, and uh, I think they'll fit right in. And, and that's a great rivalry game for us. It's a, uh, it's a great rivalry game for Western Kentucky. So we kind of have a little bit of that I-65 corridor still working. And, and uh, uh, I'm excited about that. And then, if, Tim, when you start scaling what – Liberty's done and with their facilities and kind of their their financial well-being. I mean, they're the probably the the team that has the most money in the group of five. I mean, that they're and, and they spend it on athletics. So their infrastructure is really really good. 
And so they're going to help elevate. I think our conference will help elevate them, and they'll help elevate mm-hmm. our conference. And so it can take us to all different levels than what we've seen before. Well, we'll see a, a, a few teams off the schedule for next year, and then the new schedule will begin two years from now. Chris, we appreciate always taking the time. Uh, give folks an idea of what they could do if they'd like to get involved with the Go Blue, uh, Build Blue program. Yeah, and it, uh, man, we just need your help. I mean, if you believe in MTSU and you, you believe in our uh, in the progress, then, then help us. There's multiple ways to, to help us. Uh, you can donate to the Build Blue campaign. Right now, we're we're really trying to get our Champions Annual Fund going, uh, which is our our annual gifts. And so if people have not given to the BRAA uh, in the last couple years, it's a great chance to jump in and and help support us because right now there's a lot of things that are changing in college athletics, and our support is needed more now than, than ever since I've been. Uh, AD here, and, and uh, uh, we just want to encourage people to give what they can. Chris, as always, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Uh, I say go Blue Raiders, and I'm, I know that you got a lot ahead of you, and uh, better days ahead. Tim, you're the man, and we're excited about it. We can we can see it, and it, the future looks good, man. All right. It really does. Thanks, Chris. Pre- appreciate I, you being I'll on. I'll see you later. Bye. Chris Massaro, Athletic Director at MTSU. Uh, yes, lots of things going on in the and hopefully uh, you'll ease into the buildbluenow.com site and see what the, the projections are there. And uh, and the, the teams, I didn't ask him this question, but without the uh, portal, uh, both men's and women's basketball should expect to have really good teams coming back. It appears that uh, that's going to happen, but until you get them on the campus in, in the fall, you can't always be sure what that might be. Chris – Masara, our guest, next will be Chip Walters with the Blue Raider Inside Report. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month or covered by most health insurance. So if you don't live near a Low T Center or you're just busy and need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy and to get started, only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. If someone asked, what's your more, would you be surprised? Well, at First Bank, knowing your more is where we start. Whether it's seeing your kid's college graduation, seeing the world, or seeing the ocean from your patio, your more helps us see who you are. That's why First Bank offers you more time, more access to local lenders and leaders, more answers, and more products. So tell us, what's your more? First Bank. Bank local. Get more. Member FDIC. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 
Well, good afternoon, everybody. Let's talk Blue Raider golf. Second round of the Conference USA Championships going on in Texarkana, Texas. Middle Tennessee made a bit of a move today and moved up into a tie for seventh place. They are currently at plus nine with an overall score of 585. They shot 291 today after yesterday's 294. The Blue Raiders are plus nine while FAU currently is minus nine. So that's 18 shots difference, but the Blue Raiders are right now just six shots out of third place, and that could get them to the finals uh, in the match play on Thursday. But we'll wait and see how that plays out. Still another round to go. Nick Wolf had a 69 today as he was minus three. Owen Stamper, plus 678. Kevin Jeggers, a plus 274. Uh, Michael Bernard, under two under par 70 and at plus 779 was Connor Daly and that's where the Blue Raiders stand after two rounds of the Conference USA Championships over in uh, Texarkana, Texas. All right, to track and field, uh, Alaba Akintola and graduate student Yusila Chepkimi are taking home their third and fourth combined Conference USA Athlete of the Week honors of the outdoor season for their performance during the Indiana Invitational and the Georgia Tech Invite over the past weekend. Akintola competed in the men's 200-meter and 4x100-meter at Georgia Tech, while Chepkimi competed in the 1500-meter at the Indiana Invitational. All right, men's tennis has added a player, the Conference USA three-time champion. Head coach Jimmy Borndame announced the signing of Shu Matsuoka to a national letter of intent and the Blue Raiders class of 2022. He is a 6-1 standout from Tokyo, Japan, and he will join the Blue Raiders next year. All right, speaking of men's tennis, still celebrating that victory from Sunday afternoon when Middle Tennessee knocked off uh, the Conference USA's second-best team in Charlotte by a 4-3 score on Sunday. That uh, The win for the championship was Jimmy Borndame's 200th at the helm of the Blue Raiders, and he is the second coach in Middle Tennessee history to uh, be able to do that. So the Blue Raiders get the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament and uh, yet to find out whether they will be hosting the uh, regional. But uh, the selection show coming up on Monday, May 2nd, and it can be seen on NCAA.com. Turning to baseball, Middle Tennessee's game tonight against UT Martin has been canceled. No makeup date has been announced on that one. Single ticket, single game ticket holders of today's game will be contacted by the ticket office to make further arrangements. Middle 21 and 17 overall, 11 and 7 in the league. They'll be hosting UTSA this weekend. Currently, UTSA is just a game ahead of the Blue Raiders in the conference standings. The athletic department currently raising funds for the addition of the Steve Peterson Champions Plaza at Reese Smith Jr. Field. The plaza will honor the former coach's legacy to Middle Tennessee baseball, along with the numerous championship teams that he coached. The plaza will also honor all championship teams prior to the Peterson era, as well as those yet to come. There is an article about uh, that with all of the uh, amenities that will be part of it. Hope you'll go to GoBlueRaiders.com and take a look at that. Okay, that's it for today. Again, no baseball tonight. Uh, no makeup date uh, scheduled for that one, but of course, baseball coming up this weekend. We'll have another update for you coming on Wednesday. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Brew, here's what you've been missing. Disgruntled Workers Day. At this moment, I'm a disgruntled worker. Don't miss the Wake Up Brew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. Still busy, but it's moving 24 coming here from Davidson County through Rutherford County. Lots of radar out here this afternoon on 840 coming over from Williamson County. Prince's Hot Chicken now available for catering. Log on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights. Showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline 896-4100 or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline 896-4100 or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. You've seen the ads out there. Companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? 
I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Layup bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the big blue in the borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Tim Tackett back with you. Monty Hale off today. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank. Banks all over the state of Tennessee. Home offices in Tennessee as well. Hometown bank, hometown service. It's where we bank with All Sports Talk. Our many thanks to Chris Massaro at uh, MTSU Athletic Director. Now we have on one of the legends in uh, Middle Tennessee sports, right? Uh, Jim Simpson. Simp, how you doing? I'm doing well, Tim. Uh, glad to learn I'm a legend. I, I live, that scares me just a little bit. Well, I had a guy tell me that today. Uh, he said he said something to ask you about uh, you and C- Coach Hayes always finding out where the new restaurants are and getting there that day before for that free meal. Well, that's the problem. Uh, we, we, when we found a restaurant, we never did eat anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> I remember one summer we ate at one restaurant the entire summer, and that's five days a week, four month, four weeks a month. Jim, I hate sometimes to get into conversations and it, like feel like I'm in the middle of it. Uh, not everybody knows who Jim Simpson is, or, or even maybe even Dean Hayes. Uh, but you've had a great relationship with the Coach Hayes and. Sam, I'm not sure there's anybody in the country that's had more conference championships than, than him, and probably not many more that have more Hall of Fames that they're in than Dean Hayes. Would you really be hard-pressed to find him, whoever they are? I mean, when he was been head coach here for 57 years, he had a lot of opportunities. Of course, he was uh, head coach in, in uh, cross-country and outdoors track and indoor track and women's indoor track and outdoor track and cross-country, so... A lot of, I used to kid him a lot. A lot of opportunities there for championships. That, that's so true. Dean Hayes passed away, uh, what, three, two or three months ago, Jim, I guess. And uh, on June 4th, I think I've got that date right, uh, there's going to be a big celebration of his life. It is. And uh, he had so many, you know, being a head coach at one school for 57 years, there's a lot of alumni uh, that went through the program under him. And, I think that the family felt that uh, we couldn't put all that together really quickly after he passed away in January. So they decided, much like Coach Peterson's baseball celebration of life, that we wait until everybody could make arrangements to go. So we've gotten the word out now that that the date on that is June the 4th. It's a Saturday, June the 4th at 4.30 p.m., aptly enough at the Dean Hayes track stadium. So we invite everybody to come out. It'll be a it'll be a very nice remembrance of a of a real icon at Middle Tennessee. Fifty some odd conference championships. I'm not even sure of the number, but I, I know it's over fifty. Uh, but as successful as he was, he was loyal to MTSU and and an extremely humble person. Well, he was, and he had opportunities to leave, as you would expect someone uh, with that kind of record of success. You would expect that he had opportunities to leave. And he did. Um, but he chose to stay here. He was a loyal guy. And, of course, his wife, Dr. Jan Hayes, got her doctorate here at Middle and taught in this education department. And they were very happy and great members of the community and had two beautiful daughters who grew up here. And uh, 
they're kind of heading up this celebration of life that we'll have on June the 4th. Jim, uh, sh- share with everyone listening in how you and Dean Hayes got to be good buddies and how far back that goes. Well, it, it goes back to when I was a student uh, in the late 60s. Of course, Coach Hayes came on board uh, in the summer of, of 1965, um, which is the same year I began my college career here. I didn't meet Coach Hayes, although I knew who he was. I didn't meet him until around 1968. And uh, we had a common uh, friend in Jim Freeman, who was the sports information director at the time. And Jim and Dean were were very big friends. And they even uh, had Thanksgiving dinner together. Uh, Coach Hayes and Jan, of course, had two little girls and uh, Jim Freeman and his wife had a little girl and so they spent a lot of time together and the kids became friends and uh, then when I came on board as an employee in 1972 I really did begin to socialize with him and go to lunch with the both of them and that triumvirate kind of just went on through the years. Simp, lots of talks oftentimes about uh, what's called a Mount Rushmore of a, a particular place uh, trying to just try, trying to come up with the top four figures that uh, represents the university even though Dean Hayes is not a football coach basketball coach those sports that draw more much more attention there's just no way he wouldn't be on that that Mount absolutely. Rushmore in Middle Tennessee ab- ab- absolutely there's no way he wouldn't be on there of course along with coach Murphy probably uh uh, John Stanford, probably uh, Boots Donnelly, and there's four right there. Yeah, it, 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 going back historically, it'd be very difficult to, to to narrow it down to four, for sure. Well, it it really would. You're, you're exactly right, Tim. Uh, share with us uh, your your thought about why he was so successful. He had a certainly had a pipeline to uh, international students that a lot of folks didn't have. Back in those days, I think you see a lot more of that now that many coaches have tapped into that, but he's got a, a man ahead of his time in that regard. Well, he that didn't come along until later in his career. Uh, Dean, Dean, the way you win track meets is to score uh, points, and he was a master at finding points and uh, getting athletes who could be in multiple events uh, he was an absolute master at, at, at finding those people. And, of course, I always say that he was probably the one person who single-handedly uh, integrated the school. Um, when he got here in 1965, I, I doubt there were five African Americans here. Uh, and just in a few years, uh, I, I remember in, in, in the late 60s uh, funny story the NCAA notified uh, them that they were uh, investigating them for uh, for uh, 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 not having minorities mm-hmm. and right. his response his response on the track end of it was my mile relay team is three blacks and a full-blooded Indian <laughs> so that that pretty much shut that down but he would find points, and then he would, uh, when he when he got the African Americans, began to get a pipeline there, especially of jumpers. He he was a a jump coach, uh, probably the most renowned jump coach in the country. And then he began to deal with the uh, NCAA and the Olympic Committee, and he got his name uh, there. And he was so impressive that that continued, and that helped him in recruiting. And then uh, when he began not to be able to get some of those great African-American kids uh, because of the SEC and other leagues beginning to recruit them, he went foreign. And so he found a pipeline in Africa, and once he established that, then he got a pipeline there. So he, he was always going to find points some way. Dean Hayes, uh, day June, June the 4th. Uh, tell us how, how – how you are involved with that, Jim, and, and how other people can be involved if, if it's nothing more than attending or what else they might be able to do? Well, attending is, is the one thing that 
if you love Coach Hayes, if you ever knew Coach Hayes, if you just respected Coach Hayes for what he did for the community and for the university and for track in general, uh, it's going to be at the Dean Hayes track. It, it won't be a solemn affair. Uh, Dean would not have wanted that, but there'll be some speakers and some stories told. There'll be a reception following the uh, uh, celebration, and so you'll get to see some of the many, many athletes that will return all the way back from the 60s to last year. Who should they contact if, if they are interested in, in maybe coming or letting me known? Because I, I, I would guess that you'd like to have some type of a record of uh, well, especially track it, stars that come in. Well, we, we'll know who the track uh, people are, but as far as the general public, yeah. they're all welcome. Yeah, uh, There's plenty of parking. It'll be on Saturday afternoon late at 4.30, and we encourage everybody to come out and recognize the great career of this 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 icon of of track in middle tennessee a storied career to be sure and, and, and jim frankly you've had uh, a, a kind of an interesting career yourself at middle tennessee doing different things you mentioned uh, uh meeting coming on campus in 65 but uh many folks will know you as a longtime ticket director for athletics at middle yeah and i was uh lucky enough to be here you know we're having another celebration in december that people will be hearing more about as time goes along. Uh, December the 11th, 1972, was the first event in the brand-new Murphy Athletic Center. And that's 50-year anniversary coming up in December, so they'll be hearing a lot of that. And I was, of course, involved in tickets at that point, and I was lucky enough to be there during the 70s, which which was the the pinnacle of of, of national acts coming into the Murphy Center, and so I was there for all of that. It was a very exciting time. The 70s were a very exciting time for the Murphy Center. If I'm not mistaken, Bob Hope may have been the first uh, national act that you mentioned. Uh, many people have no idea who I'm talking about, uh, the younger crowd, but uh, <laughs> uh, but but uh, a, a well-renowned comedian. But any, anyway, I know he performed at Murphy Center. Am I right that he was the first one of those that came in? He was the first one, so that was an, an iconic time. That was in that was in March of 1973. Uh, of course, Vanderbilt versus Middle Tennessee basketball yeah. was on December the 11th, and that was that was a big thing because uh, Vanderbilt agreed. Uh, Roy Skinner was the head coach at Vanderbilt, and he was a, a really wonderful guy, and he agreed to bring Vanderbilt down, uh, who was a really really good SEC team and is competing for the championships all the years at that point. So he brought that team down here and uh, played us and we had a full house and it was a big celebration and gosh, that was nearly 50 years ago. Am I not right that they had a center that was 7 foot 4 out of Memphis? I think his name was Steve Turner. Does that, that sound right? Steve Turner. Yeah, Steve Turner and they also had uh, a famous group that they named the F Troop. Yes. Uh, Ford, Bosnitz and Fear. Uh, they were they were a, a nationally ranked team. Well, I'm a, I'm interested myself to hear what's going to go on because I I was on campus. I came on campus in 1970, 1972. I, I watched the Murphy Center rise uh, out of the ground, and it, it, at that time we had no idea how glorious a building that was going to be. And, and I was by there the other day, uh, Jim, and and they're putting new glass in the in the glass house, a little different configuration. Wow. I think it's going to look really nice. Finally, and uh, there's a, two or three things that that glass will be able to do that we haven't been able to do in the past, and there's some uh, things that are being worked on now that are really going to showcase that building. It's going to really be nice, and it'll be part of the Bill Blue thing in the future. In the next few years, they're making improvements to that, and uh, hopefully that we won't have to trudge at my age up those stairs anymore. Oh, Jim, let's... let's, let's relive those glory days of being able to do that the good news is they'll all the other three corners i think will still have those steps if you if you just really want to do that <laughs> if you really can't you, you just want to celebrate the history you can go around at those steps and trudge them up i'm not sure there's anything jim on campus that you and i probably have heard more about people disliking than the steps up to the upper level from the greenland drive parking lot to murphy nope. center nope that's it that that's that's the one thing about that building of course you know, looking back on that 1972, 
that was about the most exciting thing that had ever happened in this city. And I think it's an iconic building, and I think that it's responsible for as much of the growth of the university and the growth of the city as anything. Uh, I think you could find a hard time, or you could have a hard time finding anything that, that contributed more to the to the increase in enrollment and the increase in population. We had, when we started having statewide events and national events with concerts, uh, we had state tournaments and people coming from all over the states, high school students, and the university got a free visit from them because they came to watch their team play in the tournaments. And when it gets time to go to school, they say, well, I've been to Murfreesboro like that, I've been to the university like that. Maybe that's just where I'll go to school. Jim, before we circle back to Dean Hayes and let you go and wrap things up, uh, uh, I, for those that haven't been around as long as you and I have, uh, 1979 was a magical year because of Magic Johnson and a whole troop of NCAA teams and players coming in here uh, for the NCAA tournament. The the, the big dance was at Murphy's, Murphy Center in 1979, uh, terrific event. And then mention some names of people that performed here at, in Murfreesboro at the Murphy Center that, that I'm sure a lot of folks will know who they are, even if they are legendary people. Well, of course, everybody. That The first thing you think about, or, or most people think about when they think about Murphy Center is Elvis. Had five performances there and over, over two different years. Uh, Elton John, uh, Barry Manilow. Um, gosh, it's just a string of who, who's I'm not who right. The, I think the judge... Uh, last performance or what was at Murphy Center? It was. Um, that was their final. Now, I understand they're having another final. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot, doesn't here, it? Which I think may be their third final tour. Um, the Pointer Sisters and, of course, Charlie Daniels, the Volunteer Jam, was there for a few years. Um, that was something because it was a seven, wound up being a seven-hour show um, because he never knew who was going to be there. You just opened it up, and whoever showed up, showed up. So you never knew who you were going to see at the Volunteer Jam. Jim Simpson, a good friend with Dean Hayes. Let's go ahead and finalize this again, Jim. Remind folks of what's taking place June 4th and why it's happening. All right. The celebration of life for Coach Hayes to honor his life and legacy will be June the 4th, which is Saturday, and it will be 4.30 in the afternoon at the Dean Hayes Stadium and a reception will follow in a big tent there beside the stadium. So it'll be a great celebration. Uh, we invite everybody who wants to come and, and honor his legacy to to come and on, on June the 4th. And don't you imagine those folks that have not been on campus for 40, 50 years are going to just be stunned by what they see? Well, we have track athletes, I think, that have never seen the Dean Hayes Stadium. Um, so, yes. What you said is correct. All right, Jim, appreciate it very much. Jim Simpson uh, working with the Dean Hayes uh, Memorial and good friends with Dean and a good friend of the university. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Tim. All right. Uh, well, Jim Simpson, uh, good good fellow all the way around. Uh, I, there are some that say that he probably has more historical knowledge in his head about the university athletic program than, than anybody else around. And uh, and I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to argue that point at all. And a super nice guy on top of that. we got to take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up on All Sports Talk. Hey, hey, hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods. And Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect accent rug or choosing a good night's sleep over an all-night crime show binge. It feels really good to make the right insurance decision, too. That's why State Farm is here, to help you select the right protection at the right price. Hello, I'm State Farm Agent Deb Insel, and I'll make sure that you understand your State Farm coverages so you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens. With State Farm, it's easy to make the right choice. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. All sports talk, proud to be part of the stellar athletic lineup or sports lineup on this radio station. Tonight, Braves baseball will be on. Tomorrow, Siegel Oakland bas- baseball, followed by the Braves. And then Siegel Oakland softball on Thursday. I believe I got that right. Uh, and so, in the evenings in particular, anywhere from 5 o'clock on when we're on and, and on through the evening, most evenings you're going to find some type of sports activity. And, and, and many listeners that are with us now recognize how that's been done and been done for so many years. Murfreesboro has grown in leaps and bounds, but this radio station has stayed with it. And uh, there's very few cities the, the size of Murfreesboro that has retained the radio station that is interested in, and able to and will do uh, local sports coverage at, at the level that, that that's done here. So congratulations to all involved with that. Middle Tennessee baseball this weekend at home versus San Antonio, as was mentioned by Chris Massaro, and our thanks to him for being on, athletic director at Middle Tennessee. San Antonio is one game up on Middle and for, I think, it's second or third place. Middle trying to get into the top four for sure, the top eight, and, and the top eight qualify for the tournament. That's not happened for Middle the last few years. Uh, but they certainly are poised to do that. 11-7 and seven right now. Take on San Antonio this weekend. I hope you'll make a ch- Make a point to try to get out and, and enjoy some uh, baseball at Reese Smith Field. It's a beautiful place to watch baseball, and uh, this team is worthy of your support. Good luck to the golf team tomorrow. They've got some work to do. Uh, but um, I have confidence that they can make up six strokes to get into that match play and, and go ahead and, and work toward that next championship. Uh, I think they're three times defending champions, so they've got, got their work cut out for them for sure. Monty should be back tomorrow, as far as I know, unless he calls me tonight and says, can I come in tomorrow? Well, one of us will be here. I think it's Monty Hale. Thanks for listening to All Sports Talk. Braves baseball up in just a bit on WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. Jennings and Ears Funeral Home. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential.